0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1513, Who Should Contribute to a 529 Plan, by Wanderer of MillennialRevolution.com. Hello again, everybody. Nice talking to you again today. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino, here for our second episode of the day, our weekly bonus episode. This week, it's a previous airing of an episode from our finance show, Optimal Finance Daily, and it is focused on an article that covers 529 plans and who should contribute to them. Now, this is a really great post for you guys as 529 plans are a fantastic means of looking out for the education of our children and our loved ones, and certainly something to be considered if you have a family. So, without further ado, let's hand it over to Diana for the narration as we optimize your life. Who should contribute to a 529 plan? By Wanderer of Millennial Revolution.com. Continuing from my last article about saving for your kids' college education, I've spent quite a bit of time reading, learning, and mathing up on this topic. And what I've discovered is that, as usual, while the Canadian College Savings Plan known as the RESP is relatively straightforward to understand and use, the American College Savings Plan known as the 529 is not. So today I thought I'd share my thoughts on how best to use a 529 plan to save for your kids' college expenses. Should I even have one? The big question we have to ask for the 529 plan is, is it even worth having one? This is a bit surprising that this is even a question since the general rule for the other tax advantage accounts like the 401k, or the Roth IRA is if you can afford to max everything out. Tax deductions are always better than paying taxes and tax-free is always better than not tax-free. The only downside of these accounts is the early withdrawal penalty if you retire before the age of 59 and a half. But once you learn how to build a five-year Roth IRA conversion ladder, even this downside goes away. So contributing to 401ks and Roth IRAs are always a good idea if you have the money. A 529, not so much. I first began to realize the complexity of these plans when I was talking to Jeremy from Go Curry Cracker, and he told me he's not bothering with a 529 for his kid. He wrote a really good article about his decision-making process on Go Curry Cracker, So what this tells us is there are certain situations where it makes no sense to have a 529 plan. Let's examine why that is. Basically, a 529 plan works by taking after-tax money, investing it, and when the kid needs to go to college, withdrawals are done in their name. Investment gains are tax-free, and if the withdrawals are done for a qualifying education expense like tuition or books, withdrawals are also tax-free. Overall, sounds kind of like a Roth IRA, right? Not quite. The big caveat is the last part. In order for withdrawals to be tax-free, they have to be taken for a qualifying education expense. If the kid decides not to go to college, then melting down this account becomes a pain in the ass. If you were to take a withdrawal from this account that's not a qualifying education expense, here's what happens. Your withdrawal gets divided into two parts. Principal, the amount you initially put in, and earnings. To do this, the IRS uses this formula. Principal equals withdrawal times contributions over account value. Earnings equals withdrawal times one minus contributions over account value. So let's say you had a 529 balance of $50,000. You put in $30,000 over the years and your investments added another $20,000. If you were to take a non-education-related withdrawal of $10,000, your principal portion of that withdrawal would be $10,000 times $30,000 over $50,000, which equals $6,000. Your earnings portion would be $10,000 times 1 minus $30,000 over $50,000, which equals $4,000. Your principal amount you can take tax-free since it's your own money being returned to you. The earnings portion, however, will be subject to income tax as ordinary income. On top of that, you will be hit with a 10% penalty as well. So as it turns out, there is a downside to the 529 plan. If you put money into it and your kid never goes to college, you'd be hit with all these taxes and penalties when you try to wind it down. So what are the upsides to this plan then? You don't get a federal tax deduction, but some states do offer you a state tax deduction. Also, your investments would compound tax-free over the 18 years, but you get that effect with other plans like a Roth IRA. All these different rules can create situations where it doesn't make any sense to create a 529 plan. An early retiree with a kid is one of these people. If you're retired, like Jeremy, You can structure your portfolio to effectively pay zero taxes. That makes the tax free compounding advantage of a 529 plan worthless since your portfolio is already tax free. And if your kid doesn't go to college, you won't get hit with all the taxes and penalties when you try to take your money out. Using a Roth IRA to pay for college instead. Here's something most people don't know about Roth IRAs you can actually use it to pay for college expenses. That's right. If you take a withdrawal from a Roth IRA to pay for qualified education expenses, it can be done tax-free. So now a Roth IRA behaves exactly like a 529 for all intents and purposes. You can put after-tax money into it, your investments compound tax-free, and you can withdraw for educational purposes tax-free. But the Roth IRA doesn't have the disadvantage where the funds have to be used for tuition. If your kid doesn't go to college, just leave the money in there and use it for your own retirement. Of course, if you make a really high income, a Roth IRA may be locked out for you, but you can get around that restriction pretty easily simply by making a backdoor Roth IRA contribution instead. But don't forget about state income taxes. So is there any time it makes sense to use a 529? Turns out, yes. The only advantage the 529 has over other tax advantaged accounts is that certain states allow you to deduct state income tax for contributions. Of course, this means the usefulness of the 529 heavily depends on what state you live in. Some states have no state income tax like Wyoming and Alaska. Others have a state income tax but don't allow deductions like California and Kentucky. And others have both a state income tax and allow deductions like Virginia and Oregon. So check with your state's 529 providers and see which category you belong in. Should you use a 529? Don't use a 529 if you are an early retiree or have low income or reside in a state with no state income tax or reside in a state that allows state income tax deductions for 529 contributions. You get none of the upside, but all of the downsides. Leave your money in a taxable account. Use a Roth IRA instead of a 529 if you have a high income and reside in a state with no state income tax or reside in a state with a state income tax but doesn't allow deductions for 529 contributions. Contribute to a Roth IRA, possibly using backdoor Roth IRA contributions instead then make withdrawals under the Qualified Educational Expenses Exemption for the early withdrawal penalty. Use a 529 if you have a high income and reside in a state with a state income tax and reside in a state that allows state income tax deductions for 529 contributions. Note that in all of this, I'm talking about the 529 savings here, Not the separate college education plan also called the 529 plan in which you prepay your college tuition. Those are stupid and even more restrictive. Nobody should use those. You just listened to the post titled, Who Should Contribute to a 529 Plan? by Wanderer of Millennial-Revolution.com. Okay, so I have been blessed with no children, so in theory, I shouldn't have an opinion on 529 plans and paying for your child's education. However, I'm also someone who has benefited from paying my own way when it came to school. Now take this with a grain of salt, because I got a full academic scholarship and took out loans for living expenses, but I do have a sense of pride in figuring it out for myself. And I always thought that if I did have kids, I would want them to have a similar experience. I remember being annoyed in school by the kids who didn't value their parents covering the cost of their education. Perhaps if they had to cover it themselves, they wouldn't change majors five times or they would put that degree to work in a higher paying field versus staying at the restaurant job. I know I'm oversimplifying and as someone who graduated college in 2009, I recognize how hard it is to get an entry-level position in a tough economy. It can be argued that the cost of higher education these days makes it impossible for young people to pay their own way. But perhaps if they had to pay for it, they'd be forced to consider the return on investment of that education. Look, if you do decide that it's important to you to pay for your child's education, I would just encourage you to first make sure that you're set on your own financial goals. If paying for college is going to risk your own retirement or put you further into debt, perhaps it needs to be considered further. Your child can take out a loan for school. You, however, cannot take out a loan for your retirement. It's great to help your offspring get a good start to their adult life, but who's to say they will be in a financial position to help you when you're in your elder years? That should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll be back tomorrow for the Wednesday show. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.